ESPN Media Podcast Presentation. everybody what is going on i am so glad that i now have a few moments to sit back and chat with y'all because it's been like a little over a week since our last conversation where i was talking about storm being how important it is for her to be dark-skinned and you know we had a nice round table discussion and I got a little busy because I went to the New Jersey Natural Hair and Beauty Expo and then it was Comic Con so I apologize y'all it's been a little bit hectic I got invited to the um, Lupita Lupita has a new um Hulu series coming out called Little Monsters. I was invited to go to the pre-screening yesterday, but I RSVP'd. However, I didn't make it. I didn't make it because I was just tired. I was tired. You know, this, you know, New York Comic Con is a lot. And I had to take my baby with me on one of the days and I was doing interviews and you know it was just a lot and then her birthday party was on Sunday so literally last weekend not the weekend that just passed but the weekend before that I did the natural hair expo Saturday and Sunday then Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday started Comic Con I was like baking cupcakes and trying to get ready for her birthday and Comic Con so I was just swamp with a lot and I was a little bit like kind of like I don't want to use the word disappointed, but I was a bit like antsy in a way because I wanted to talk about, you know, the drama that Amanda Seals, a.k.a. Amanda the Diva, was having with the cast of Insecure and their PR people. And I wanted to talk about it last week because I was like, you know what? If I talk about it after Comic-Con, I might look messy. But I'm still going to talk about it because Homegirl is absolutely doing the fucking most. So it broke on Twitter because, you know, she was talking about it. And so let's let's recap the night that's part of this conversation and let's talk about the key players and you know what happened what's going on so I haven't watched the last season of Insecure and it's not that I don't like it because I really I was I'm a big fan of Awkward Black Girl 
and I think Issa Rae is extremely creative and I think she's funny but I don't know um last season I think I was just busy uh doing other stuff and I just couldn't really focus and I think I was I don't know. I think I was just, you know, just focused. I was either watching Game of Thrones. I I don't know. I was just not focused enough to watch the last season. But I'm going to get around to it. I just was not watching it while it was airing. But that's okay. But then, you know, once I found out that Amanda was part of the cast, I was just like, oh, okay. But here's the thing. Like, I don't have personal beef with Amanda. It's just that you know how like some people you see and you just be like, oh, you just don't really see it for them. And it's not that I don't recognize the work she's done. It's just that (sighs) the few times I've either seen her cross my timeline or had you know, been previous to conversations with her and my only secondhand interaction with her hasn't really been like the most pleasant as I should say. So all right, let me take about my secondhand, you know, interaction with her. Um while I was in while I was in college, I was a part of the journalism department, and I was a journalism major. And I don't know if I've ever told you all this, but when I made it in journalism, like my my dream when I was a kid, well, at least at least as you know, an early teen, I wanted to be a hip hop journalist. Like I read double xl and the source and blaze and every hip-hop magazine that came out i read faithfully and if i couldn't you know write about hip-hop i definitely saw myself you know writing and working at a magazine that like centered like urban culture like you know a vibe essence you know rest in peace ebony magazine like i just saw myself in that type of environment you know interviewing like mary j blige and you know Aaliyah at the time you know this is kind of like these are like my dreams and aspirations as a kid so i was in school and i believe like my department wanted to like have like a professional forum or something like that and invite you know certain people who are are influential in hip-hop media and um this panel that never actually came to be involved like you know some really interesting people and on that list was at the time she went by amanda the diva and I just recall one of my peers telling me like how difficult it was just to communicate with her like she wasn't very she wasn't you know 
a ple- she wasn't pleasant to work with or communicate with and you know she was like changing her prices and you know you know editing her accommodations and you know my school is in Brooklyn and from what I understood she lives right in the city so I don't know all of the details I just know the conversation was you know it got to a point where they didn't even want her on the forum because it was just too much of a hassle so that's just from my peers interaction with her but you know I probably followed her on Twitter for maybe like five minutes and I was just like eh she's kind of corny but corny people don't equate to being bad they're just corny and it's you know there's a bunch of corny people some people think I'm corny you know I mean only difference between you know her being corny and someone calling me corny is just you know I don't really play myself at least I hope I don't play myself as openly as she does but like she loves it seems like she likes taking L's openly so um I'm going up to I'm, I'm just kind of like giving you all a backstory before I address the actual issue here. So in the past, I would say a couple years, you know, she's been, you know, building her presence online and she's been getting gigs, you know, but she has been like saying some side eye shit. You know, she has her own podcast, too. And, um... I don't I don't really want to go into this whole um, allegation of sexual assault that she had with somebody because I don't know the details. I don't even remember the person who she accused of assault, but I just I just recall something that she accused somebody and then she kind of like took it back or something like that. I don't know the details, so I don't want to say anything incorrect. Um, I do recall a conversation that she was kind of like ranting on her Instagram about, you know, basically she was being very typical and light skin and talking about, you know, just because she light skinned on me, she's not black. And I feel like that is such an ignorant conversation to have because, uh, I mean, of course there are some doofy niggas out there right but for the most part someone saying that you have light skin privilege isn't calling you isn't the same as saying you're not black like gender and race they're social constructs and within social constructs there there's a hierarchy of how things fall into line okay so at the very top especially in the United States at the very top of this caste because it basically is a caste system is white male Christian you can put Christian in you know parentheses but white male is at the very top right below that would be white female Christian, right? In parentheses. And then everybody else, you know, it comes into play. You know, white males at the top, 
then after white female it will probably be you know uh, uh, white middle class you know male and female um, poor white male female um, disabled white male female Christians Catholics you know it's just literally like like a pyramid like everyone's at the top and then you just kind of like trickle down so with that being said within the African American community at the top of that caste system would be black male with within our community okay within our community the top would be black male black straight male preferably black straight Christian male just like with white men it'll be straight male because you know all these identifiers count for something um because these identifiers you know is how you navigate society but within in community our community these identifiers is how we navigate not just through our community but through mainstream society right me as a woman you know I have to deal with racism and sexism and you know on top of having natural hair or on top of being fat you know I have there are things that you know I my experiences are different from someone who could be the same size as me but light skin right how the way she would navigate would be completely different than the way I navigate someone who looks exactly like me who is darker than me will have a different you know will navigate differently than myself and then as a, and as a, as someone who looked like me who was light-skinned right so I just want to get that clear because I feel like when you talk about privileges within community people only like they only look at their identifiers how it relates to white people or whiteness or white supremacy and they say yes I am a straight male straight black male but I still endure racism but as a straight black male within this community he's that straight black male that straight black Christian male isn't a target now they might think they're a target within their community which they aren't they're they're ex- when they exhibit to- toxic masculinity is a target within in community and they feel that because you know that toxic masculinity is being targeted they feel it it's they take it personal and they feel like they're being targeted but I don't want to get into that I just wanted to pretty much break down like give you all a visual of you know where we are going with this conversation so colorism does not go both ways and I feel like I say this all the time and I feel like it's not really heard and it's not landing because light-skinned people that feel that that let's say you have experiences of being bullied and beat up by dark-skinned people a few things about that 
I bullying anybody is wrong, right? But I feel like when light skinned people create this illusion of dark skinned people being the aggressor, being, you know, the more um, the bullies, it really kind of plays into the stereotypes and the racist tropes of how white people see darker black people or darker darker people period that they're more aggressive you know that's why you know you know we have to do the whole hands up don't shoot because you know if you look at the victims of police shootings you can look at their skin tone like their skin tone makes a difference now I know people say well you know white people don't care about your color if you're black you're black and that's not true there are plenty of studies that show that white people are more warm to lighter complected black you know minorities period whether they're hispanic especially especially if they are hispanic and black people they you know see them as more intelligent more attractive and more safer so that being said going back to amanda she went on a rant saying that you know just because she's light-skinned doesn't mean she's black her hair's still nappy blah 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 and she basically dismissed the whole idea of colorism or trying to or tried to make an argument for reverse colorism and that's where she fucked up you know she's on the set of insecure with two visible dark-skinned black women and as a light-skinned woman to say that colorism works both ways or to do or to deny that she doesn't have a privilege because she is light-skinned in the company of dark-skinned women is trifling it is trifling and i'm sure you know they were like what the fuck because <laughs> i would have been like what the fuck is wrong with her like is she fucking serious you know she has had a very a bland career and what i mean by bland career like i think she was on disney and she did like some hip-hop series or shows maybe or whatever I think she was on MTV for a while, but the point is she has she has a very bland career. It's not like something like you know, you could pinpoint a particular pop culture moment and pencil her in. Like you know, Lala has had a more visible career even before, you know, Carmelo Anthony on MTV. And, like, she just wasn't very, I don't know, she's just bland, you know? Like, it's very bland, like, you know, like, like, hot dogs with no seat, like, hot dogs with no condiments. It's just bland, like, it's not nasty, but it's not, you know, you just eat it because you're probably hungry and you walk in the street and you've been drinking and you just, you know, need something on your stomach, She's bland, you know, and um, so to this party, so she's been saying some like really side eyed, you know, rants, but it's like, you know, 
whatever she's she's just ranting she's just amanda right and the conversations that i've been seeing with people who are industry folks who are one or even two degrees separated all been saying the same thing about her like she's not very well liked and she's not you know very welcoming and a lot of people don't like to work with her and I've heard this from like several people like writers you know um stylists uh I've heard this from other creative talents so it's like you know everybody can't be lying on you so bam here we are fast forward so Issa, Issa Rae's publicist had like this Hollywood, you know, Black Hollywood party post Emmys, right? And from what I've gathered, Amanda was not invited. And she knew she wasn't invited. However... She still got dressed. That dress she was wearing was ugly as fuck. I mean, like, I was trying to look at it to see, like, because at first I was like, at first glance, like, you know, when you look at a picture and you're like, oh, okay, that, that it looked, it striked me as odd. But then I kept looking at it and I was just so confused by it. Like, what is she wearing? Like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure it might be designer. I mean, it could be, I guess, but it just was not. It just wasn't stunning. Like it was. I mean, she just she would have been better off just wearing a simple black dress. Anyway, so you know, she that's her. That's where she fucked up from the beginning. She fucked up with the ugly dress, but you know, fashion is fashion. I'm pretty sure people saw some shit I've worn. I'm like, ew, that's ugly. So she fucked up knowing she wasn't invited to this party and still took her high yellow ass to the party. That takes a lot of fucking nerves. Like, first of all, bitch, you don't invite me to a party. I'm not showing up. Like, why would I play myself like that? Like, you know how much entitlement a person has to have for a motherfucker to be like, you know what? You not invited to my party and you just still show up. See, look, I'm I'm a hood nigga. So if I'm having an event and it's obvious that you're not invited and you come anyway, bitch, I'm gonna think you want to fight because clearly you don't respect me or what I'm doing or who's here and and don't understand that people don't really fuck with you. So I'm assuming the bitch wants to fight. That's what I'm assume because there is no way in hell I'm going to embarrass myself amongst all because i'm sure black hollywood is a very 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 small tight circle and if you're in it you're in it if you're not you're not and i know part of these parties is to network and because you know she's on the cast of insecure for now (laughs) that this is this is an important you know mixer for her to like rub shoulders with like black directors and other actors and writers and stuff like that 
But they didn't want her. And she knew that. And she still took her ass on. So, okay. That's what she fucked up. So, she gets to the party. And I guess somebody inside the party told her that, you know, he she could be his plus one or something like that. I know it was a dude. I don't know. I don't remember who it was. It was somebody. I want to say Michael somebody, but I don't remember. And she got in. She was escorted out. And she started screaming and complaining on the outside of the club, trying to get in. And they let her know, you're not invited. Please leave. So instead of her taking whatever pride she has left and taking her ass back to her hotel, back home or whatever the case may be, she gets on Instagram and posts like 300 pictures to her Instagram story with no shame. So... Her original story was there was this white woman who kicked her out this all black party and she tried it to she tried to make it seem like she was being discriminated against. That quickly fell apart when she found out the white woman that was working there or you know she was just being told what to do by a black woman the black woman who was given out the order is a publicist a a PR um, agent who is who who is Issa Rae's publicist so here's my thing you know I've worked in PR and I can imagine if I worked on a TV show. I can imagine if my client worked on a TV show where she's the creator and the lead, right? And she's, and I'm throwing a mixer or a party. And she may or may not be, Issa may not be her biggest client. But I'm just going to, that's for the sake of this conversation, that Issa is part, is her biggest client. Um, part of being a publicist is being able to communicate, you know, about relationships, you know, because you, if you are building up your client list, you want to extend your services to your client circles. And I'm going to tell you the truth. I am willing to bet that Issa and her publicist had a conversation about Miss Amanda and they both don't fuck with her because I do not see a publicist with a very visible and high profile client denying a guest from their party that's on the same show as their client unless their client specified it or not even not even if she even if even if Issa didn't say I don't want her in my party even her saying I'm not involved with that it's still a lot you know it's still 
it's a lot to be said because it's like she's saying I don't fuck with her so do what you gotta do girl now that's the type of episode of Insecure I wanna see if we just being real because that's all the tea right there because can you imagine like <laughs> you know she bringing her little happy ass onto the front like you know who I am you know who I am and then like Issa, Yvonne, and her publicist, they all on the inside laughing at her like, girl, she did not come to this party and nobody invite her. And you see her coming in with that ugly dress being dragged out. <laughs> that, now, that is a fucking, that's an episode. Somebody needs to tell Issa and make that an episode because that's real life and she needs to throw it up on Awkward Black Girl because that's an awkward moment. So, Amanda, you know, she's ranting and raving on her Instagram saying that, you know, this white woman is gatekeeping blackness. I mean, that's pretty much what she was getting at. So the story got picked up. And I think Madame Noir posted it first and MTV. No, Madame Noir, maybe BET posted it. And it's basically she was saying how this white woman was gatekeeping black talent and she don't know what's going on and you know she was being very uh, she was being very like indirect that's the best way I can put it like her statements were like passive a little bit so then Dro from Insecure I don't know his real name he look like he's from Space Jam. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Tall, light-skinned Dominican dude. He's either fine or ugly to people. He's not like a middle. People either think he's attractive or he's ugly. I don't find him super attractive. I think his brother is kind of fine. He has like a younger brother because I was on his Instagram. I think his younger brother is pretty cute. But anyway. So he hits when Madame Noir published the article about Amanda and her ordeal with the you know Black Hollywood party he adds Madame Noir on Twitter and basically says she's a shitty person nobody likes her and nobody wants to be around her then you know she rants on her podcast talking about like how industry niggas is fake and you know how they don't like her and I'm like how do you how do you stop your own bag like she could have just sat there ate her food collected her insecure HBO checks and been about her merry way is it important to socialize with other black actors, actresses, and media professionals? Yes. But if somebody doesn't fuck with you, and you know from the door they don't fuck with you, why would you even make a scene like that? Now, listen, I would have a little bit more sympathy for Amanda if like she was invited to the party she got to the party and then they turned her down and then you know she she found out when she got there that you know she couldn't get in for some reason or 
um, you know, something with her invite or something like that, that would be completely different because then we'll know, you know, she something happened at the door. But the fact that she wasn't invited and she knew she wasn't invited and she still took her ass there lets me know she was looking for trouble. It also lets me know that she was looking to make a scene. And it also let me know that she is probably insufferable to work with. Because who would do that? Who would go to a party they're not invited to to just start drama? And if this is the type of shit she is known to do or if this is the type of shit that, you know, this is the type of impression she leaves on folks, I wouldn't invite her ass anywhere. Like, where the fuck is she going? Like, what is she doing? Who who wants to be around that? You know, we are, you know, back in the day, you know, before cell phones and stuff like that and social media and you know, social media has given a lot of people the opportunity to go from like regular regular folks like me to like social media celebrities and socialites. Once upon a time, socialites were only uh, were only accessible to people with money who came who were part of influential families and friends and circles and you had to work your way into a circle now you know and I'm not hating because fame shouldn't just be for the rich and wealthy um but now you know all you gotta do is open up a tiktok account a Twitter, a Facebook page, or IG, or YouTube. Get some fans. Get people to notice you. And you could be a socialite. You could be a socialite. You could start a podcast. You could become a, 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 a famous writer. You could become, you know, a celebrity. You can do anything. I mean, for some, for the most part, you might have to compromise some things. But... It's a lot more accessible today to be a socialite and social media star than it is than it was like 20, 30 years ago. And I don't think it's a bad thing. There's a lot of people that are dope. They came from social media. Cardi B. Um, who else came from social media? You know, um, the read like people who just are accessible to the public to a degree that you can say oh they tweet and I can follow them I could be on their live they might mention me or anything like that and they can become famous like that and that's totally cool Amanda she has had you know she was in it before social media got big and I feel like with all her privileges She's still, I don't want to use the word grinding because a lot of people are still hustling and grinding because that's what it takes to be in Hollywood. But I feel like she's still like low level or beginning level or entry level. That's probably a better word. Like she's still like entry level in her career and she's like 40 something. I think I don't know how old she is. She's not super young, even though she acts super young. 
but she's grown let's just say that I don't know her exact age but she's grown and I feel like because she's grown and she's had all these privileges and when I say all these privileges like she had the privilege of working on TV you know she was working on Disney so look you work on Disney you you that's the start the jump start to your career like of course you don't have to be like you know Raven Simone or Miley Cyrus but you are started off a lot better than most kids that are trying to get into acting right so she is guest starring on the show I'm pretty sure they're gonna write her out and she can't get it together you know um I was doing a little digging myself and I saw on Amanda's Instagram she has she unfollowed Yvonne and she unfollowed Issa and she started posting these again passive aggressive as memes talking about your co-workers don't you know don't know how gangster you are I could fight and all this other bullshit like girl girl bye like seriously and I, I, I feel like I have secondhand embarrassment for her you know how like you're embarrassed for somebody else like I feel like I'm genuinely embarrassed for her because I feel like I wonder if she's content with her antics regarding this party like did she did she achieve what she wanted to achieve because I'm trying to think about what her objective was was her objective to to call out how her co-stars aren't warm and friendly with her by blasting them in the media because if that's what she wanted to do she definitely did it um did she want to does she know she's being written off the show and wanted to create a controversy so when she is written off the show she has something to like point to like you know what I'm saying like does she know that she's going to be you know eventually drops and say well because of this incident that happened here this is the reason why they written me off the show like is this like her form of damage control is I guess that's where I'm getting at because I don't get it and let's say it is her form of damage her form her her own version of damage control who would be willing to hire someone like that you know who is who will be willing to say like okay this is what they did with Issa like who's this rising HBO star you know who's working with like all these incredible people and like insecure as her baby is not like a remake of something it's not like you know she is rebooting something you know aqua black girl and insecure those are her brands those are her those are her babies those are her that's her creativity 
and I'm just trying to figure out what 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 would be her ultimate goal for that. And you know what? I noticed <clears throat> I noticed that Amanda is probably like the only black woman in Hollywood that's not on the Black Girl sketch, you know that new series that's out right now. The black girl comedy sketch. She's the only. I mean, besides the fact that she's not funny, but the fact that she's not even on there. Like she, I feel like she's becoming blackballed, and I say that because uh, someone I was having a conversation with, who was an insider told me that she kind of blackballed herself from the east coast now i don't have any proof of that it's just hearsay but if that is true and she has kind of like backed herself in a corner where she had to go to the west coast and she's pulled this type of stunt you know what is what is she gonna do i feel like people like that who kind of like get in their own way are just better off starting their own productions like starting their own thing being their own boss and pretty much just pushing out their own vision because who is going to really tolerate that like this really is there are younger you know women or and even older women who are who will be happy to take her place on insecure you know there are plenty of talented black women who could do what she do what she does on insecure and even better so i don't know what her insecure problem is like i feel like she has a lot of insecurities and it's playing out i hope she gets the help that she needs if she needs help i hope that she obtains it and i just i hate to see people that have the right access and connections get in the way of themselves you know because it's like all that wasted all those wasted resources and wasted time energy could have went to someone more deserving and for Amanda, I mean, I don't know what she's going to go next. I don't know if she's going to, you know, just stick to her podcast, finish out Insecure. But I just, I don't see it for her. She is going to be off Insecure and on to the next thing. I don't know. What do you think she's going to do, y'all? You think she got? You think she's gonna make up with Issa and Yvonne? Because let me tell you something: Issa and Yvonne are thick as thieves. They are not separating. They are in it to win it, and they are going to take it all. And I do not blame them. They they have made their lane. They have worked hard, going from YouTube. You know, making YouTube videos. Like, let me tell you something: Aqua Black Girl was is a, is a success okay aqua black girl had people on twitter waiting for her to drop videos drop an episode you know she has made her own lane yes Issa has her own privileges but i feel I feel like Amanda did the most for the least. 
I feel like whatever she was trying to do, whether it worked or not, doesn't really matter. But the fact that she had to like play herself and make a fool of herself just to have a conversation or to get people to talk about her. I think this is I think it was just really ridiculous and it wasn't worth it. So I don't know y'all. Will Amanda the Diva, Amanda Seals continue to play herself? Or was this the last straw? Will she be dropped from Insecure and picked up on another show? Or will she branch out and do her own thing? Find out next on Dragon Ball Z. Alright, <laughs> y'all. Look, so next time we chat, we're going to talk about my little adventures at New York Comic Con and at the New Jersey Beauty Expo. Check my YouTube. You can find me on YouTube, Fabulize Magazine, F A B U L I Z E magazine m-a-g-a-z-i-n-e to check out my new videos i've been you know teaching myself how to make videos and edit videos and stuff like that so i've got a bunch of stuff that i want to upload to youtube it's a little tedious but it's cool um shout out to my patreon supporters i appreciate every single one of you all because of you all this podcast is possible and my youtube videos is possible all my content is possible because of you all please support me on patreon if you can i appreciate you all so much and talk to you all soon peace